Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. We're now both in the fine state of Arizona, though a little far apart. I'm in Phoenix. Drew is in Scottsdale. She checked in to our fancy-looking Airbnb. Uh, today, we're going to bring in shortly uh, former quarterback Ryan Leaf to break Ooh. down Super Bowl, talk Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes props, talk everything. Uh, and then Drew and I will get into some, uh, some novelty props, which is what the Super Bowl is all about. But Drew, firstly... How are you? What did you make of LeBron James? Uh, that was awesome. Absolutely loved it. Everyone that uh, was trying to throw cold water on that or like, let's restart the game. Like, I, I just felt like they didn't have an appreciation for what an important moment this was. Probably the only time in our lives we're going to see somebody be able to uh, put together an accomplishment like that. I mean, this is it was it was awesome to see. I thought they did it well. Um, didn't mind at all the the fact that it was in a losing effort for the Lakers. And I actually kind of appreciated that I didn't have to watch the fourth quarter uh, of the game because it was, uh, you know, the, the, it was over and we knew that, uh, you know, he had gotten the record and I could kind of uh, move on to other things. But um, I, I absolutely loved it. It was in LeBron, you know, congratulations. What an accomplishment. It was uh, very, very cool to have. Um, you know, have him as a presence uh, as we were uh, kind of in the meat of our NBA handicapping careers. What did you think? Yeah, well, I tweeted out a bet that I had on the game, which was uh, LeBron to break the record during the fourth quarter. Which was oh, no! And uh, because he was plus 140 to break the record last night, but plus 250 to break it in the fourth quarter. And the thought was that if he's going to score 36 points, it's probably going to happen in the fourth quarter not baking in that uh, the 38-year-old was going to score 36 points in three quarters. Just amazing that LeBron James, who's 38 years old, can just decide that he's going to score 36 points in an NBA game seemingly on a whim and do it efficiently. But uh, we'll talk plenty of NBA uh, later in the week and next week. But for now, let's welcome in Ryan Leaf. Ryan, if you want to do the... The, the Collinsworth slide here? Yes, well now. done. Yeah, we're uh, nice and cozy, Ryan and I. Uh, let's well, we've always done our shows, you know, virtually. So this is I know. This is just get to know each other a little bit, a little bit better. Now we're overcompensating, but yes. it's good. We're yes. going uh, <laughs> completely right through the line. Uh, Brian, how are you enjoying Phoenix? Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, this is, I think, the seventh year I've been doing uh, Radio Row and, uh, you know, kind of more behind the broadcasting side of things now. So it's been a lot of fun. Seen a lot of what's, what's really cool about it is I don't see a lot of the people for a year. Yeah. And then we'll see each other. It's almost like a reunion. This year, I brought my family, though. 
my little five-year-old was out running around, you know, putting the headset on, picking the Chiefs. Weirdo, <laughs> but he was picking the Chiefs. Well, yeah, we were talking about that. You got a little cheat code to get out of some of the social engagements, which can often be thrust upon you in a situation like this. Well, I got my kid. You I got know. my kid with me. I got yeah. He's got to be down at 8 o'clock, yeah. so I, that's the latest I can be out. Yeah. Sorry. I love it. All right, let's start talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, I want to talk about, to me, the most interesting aspect of the game is what's Jalen Hurts going to be like if he's playing from behind? Because all season, the Eagles, they've been playing with leads. Uh, they've been in positive game scripts where they can run the ball with perhaps the best rushing attack in football, best offensive line in football. Do you think that Hurts, if he gets down, is going to be as effective? I look at what they did against the San Francisco 49ers two weeks ago, right? People forget, right? They were up seven, and then it was 7-7, right? And, and it wasn't like after the fumble by Purdy where he was knocked out. San Francisco got three consecutive stops, and then the team started running the football when they needed to. It's not like they had a big lead and they were just pounding things away. They needed to get back in the scoring thing, and what did they do? They ran the football, you know, with all four guys, Gainwell, Scott, um, as well as Sanders and, and, and Jalen Hurts. So – I, I, I think they get down early in this game. I honestly think that, that since uh, Kansas City jumps out to an early lead and Philadelphia fights their way back and, and ultimately wears them down running the football and plays good defense. Okay. How many points do, does Philly need to get to for you to feel pretty comfortable that they get this one? Uh, first one to 32. Oh, okay. I, I like I'm that. Gonna, yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of the first half, so you think that the Chiefs, who are the slight underdog in the first half there, on points bet plus 100 to win the first half. The Eagles are minus 120. So you like the Chiefs to start off better? I do. I think I see a, a 10 to 0 start early on by the Chiefs. Uh, the, a lot of the Eagles players are not uh, you know, familiar with the Super Bowl atmosphere, what it's like, kind of get their feet under them. They get back in it. Chiefs lead at halftime 17 14. Ultimately, the final, I got Philadelphia find a way to kick a field goal late 34 31. Wow. That's quite the uh, that's quite the script, uh, and boy, would that be well, you know, it's scripted. That would be entertaining. You know that, right? I, I talked to her on <laughs> when they gave me the script. I was a little pissed, yeah. but I figured, yeah. you know, they gave me a ton of back end money on the deal. So I'm, you know, I'm okay. living that billionaire life now, guys. Okay, so uh, if if you were to be, if you if you were going into this game with uh, you know your portfolio of, I'm gonna, I'm going to allocate you know, X capital on this game. How much w would you save and, you know, keep your powder dry to try to get a better price on Philly live if it does go and, you know, Chiefs come out early and, you know, well, put a little bit of scoreboard pressure on? Yeah, if, if I think it's going to start the way, I think it's going to start with the Chiefs kind of go up. There might be a real opportunity right at the end of the first quarter, maybe being down 10 nothing to get a, a live bet there for, for Philly uh, on the money line. Uh, it, it'd, be, it'd be a really good spot for that, I think, because I think they're going to, it's going to be a game that uh, that's a little back and forth down the down the stretch, and I just think defense wins out. The, the the biggest stat for me in this game, and I'm sure you guys have reiterated this, when you've had the number one pass defense versus the number one pass offense in a Super Bowl, it's happened twice. Happened back in uh, uh, with Oakland and Tampa Bay. That game was only a week apart, so I kind of put a little asterisk next to it sure. uh, because of 9/11. But the other one was Seattle and the Legion of Boom versus Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos, and they destroyed them. So. Um, when, I, when this game was first announced, I really thought Philly by a bunch. And then when I saw the line where it was at, I started to kind of look at things a little bit closer, realize that, 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 you know, that the scales get weighted one way or the other, and then you place number 15 on, on that one, and it, it balances out pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, we'll see early on how that ankle is going to affect him and how much they use him uh, before they kind of change the game plan late in the game. Yep. Interesting. Let's, uh, let's talk about some Jalen Hurts props because – 
I think coming into the game, a reason why uh, the line flipped immediately from the Chiefs being favoured to the Eagles being favoured is the concern around Mahomes' ankle. To me, the bigger question mark is Jalen Hurts and the fact that he did not look right against San Francisco. He's wincing when he's getting hit. He didn't have the touch on the deep balls to A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, which he's been so good at throwing all season. So do you think that Hurts is going to be limited? What did you see from him uh, in the two playoff games back from the injury? I, you know, you probably have a, a – I, I didn't see it so much that he was having problems with it. I think he was just kind of protecting himself okay. when okay. he was running the football. But I will say this. They were up by so much in both those games. I, I don't think the injury uh, caused him not to throw the ball that much. I think it's because they just didn't need to. Sure. And so I'm not quite as worried about that. What I am worried – is whether or not the they're able to use his legs like they want to. We saw what it looked like against the New York Giants uh, late in the year, where they were only asking him to throw the you know throw the ball, and they weren't as effective. He's got to have to be able to use his feet because that brings down that safety into the box, so they get another person in that gap, and then you get the one-on-one matchups with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith on the guys in the slot or on a rookie out on the perimeter, and that's where he wins. And they have to be able to win by throwing the football because they run it so well. Yeah, I will say there is a lot of a lot of similarities with this Eagles team and the Niners team that played this, against the Chiefs uh, several years ago where they didn't ask Jimmy G to do anything on that run. Like, literally, they got it all done on the ground. I don't know, did Jimmy G even have 100 yards passing in the win that go over the Vikings? Like, they just didn't have to do much. It was just one-way action, let the defense do their jobs, and we'll, you know, we'll run it down their throats. Uh, but then that ended up kind of biting them in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs because they needed Jimmy Garoppolo to make some passes late in the first half to Kittle and then late in the uh, uh, in the game to was it Emmanuel Sanders he just yep. you know overthrows him um, I guess you know do, what, what is your general read on Hurts and his makeup as a quarterback is he going to be a little bit cooler in the moment you know this being his first Super Bowl and will he be able to go kind of put uh, you know the, that that kind of key drive together to put this one on ice yeah I, I think this guy's got everything going for him I really do I mean, he's, he's the hardest worker out there I knew when he was drafted that Carson Wentz wasn't long for the Philadelphia locker room I just he'll outwork everybody and he'll get himself on the football field okay so when that big moment happens and you need a big play from him he's either going to get it with his feet or he's going to make a play with his arm it's just who he is uh and this is this is Philly's time it just is it's Philly's time they, they kind of resurrect and rebuild themselves every few years you know who knows maybe the you know Sirianni and Jalen Hurts will be gone a couple of years from now, but there'll be a statue up of him or somewhere, and they'll be on to the next one. We'll see. Well, let me let me ask you a quick follow-up because you brought up a really interesting point there. Is this going to change the way that teams look at evaluate quarterback in the draft process? Because, you know, the fact that he kind of slid to round two now in hindsight feels absurd. Like this is a guy that you want to build your franchise around independent of him, you know, actually winning this Super Bowl. If you, you know, if he, if he goes and beats Mahomes, then, you know, you could all of a sudden, you know, everybody's going to look, be looking for the next Jalen Hurts. But um, even, you know, outside of that, he was a value for them sliding in the second round. And I guess what, what do you look at for, te- you know, traits and what would you expect the, uh, you know, the, the draft process to change as people kind of uh, absorb what he's been able to do? Well, I, I don't think it was a, a stretch to where they went and got him. I, 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 was, I was at his pro day uh, covering it for ESPN, and there were plenty of scouts and plenty of coaches that were really high on, on Jalen Hurts. It was just a matter of where they fit and where they fell to it. Uh, I think he was probably going to slip a little bit further into the second round, and Philly was just like, you know what? We saw what we saw. We like what we like, and uh, we need somebody to push Carson Wentz and really make sure he's the guy that we need. And that's sure that's exactly what they did. So I, I don't think the evaluation will. I mean, if, if you want to – how about this? 
whoever Lincoln Riley coaches, just go get that guy. He's been pretty darn good over the last five years or so with uh, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, and now Caleb Williams, right? I mean, it's 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 pretty darn good. Okay. Well, Ryan, I know you've got a million things to get to, doing the rounds and the chaos, the human chaos behind us of Radio Row. So uh, what have you got to plug? I know you're doing the straight line pod with points bet. What else have you got going on? Yeah, um, calling games for Westwood One, for ESPN, right. uh, you know, doing a lot of work traveling the country, you know, helping people with their uh, with their recovery and, and ending the stigma around mental illness and things like that. I think those are the important things. That's the foundation that lets, lets me get to do this pretty cool stuff. Uh yeah, shout out to Points Bet, man. They gave me my they gave me my dream this year, gave me my show, and we've been we've been killing it. We are thirty three games over five hundred this year. Nice. Not against the spread. <laughs> one, well done. Well done. One fifty seven and one twenty five, I think, or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all. Well, yeah, yeah. Not, not, a lot of people like to make up their own things. Oh, no, but yours is all there. It's it's all, all yeah, track, we pick yeah. we pick up every every single show. At the you know what I like about that? You get the script, and rather than be greedy <laughs> and hit like eighty percent, where no one right. would believe, you fall right in that kind of very good season. You know, if it's I don't want to be. I don't want to be booted out of like casinos and books and stuff yes. like that. You know. There you go. <laughs> of course, uh, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, well, I'll let you get to it. Right. Uh, appreciate you having you Back on. out. Cheers. Yes, the Ryan Leaf slide. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit airforce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. It's time to get your swagger back with PointsBet Sportsbook. New customers can sign up now with the code BETTHEEDGE to get five second chance bets up to $500. That's five straight days of second chances where PointsBet will match your losing wager in free bets. So use the promo code BETTHEEDGE and enjoy more live betting markets than ever before. Points bet, it's your move. New customers only. Must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, or West Virginia. In partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, that is the first bet 
per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Cash out is not available on all wagers and may not be equivalent to the initial wager. PointsBet can disable or suspend the cash out feature at any time. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website app for more details. Void where prohibited. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's 467-369. In New York, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Pennsylvania, call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-6867 in Louisiana. Uh, so just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play. And you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in the Premier League and in college basketball. Uh, before we talk about some of the novelty and obscure, obscure props, just uh, just saying the word Premier League there reminded me. Uh, just quickly, Drew, a little tangent. So there's a lot going on with Manchester City. Uh, yes. And... Uh, there is a lot of opportunity in the Premier League futures markets around that, around a potential points deduction. So uh, we can do, we can talk about it more in depth uh, in a week where the Super Bowl is not on. But uh, I would advise people to uh, to take a look at that market because that is being priced as though it is a normal Premier League season, and mm-hmm. maybe it won't, maybe it will be, but there is a chance, a non-zero percent chance that it's not, and Manchester City just won't be in the top four. And, uh, I mean, you can bet on stuff like Tottenham 80-1 to one to finish in the top two, and they're like three points off of third, which might just be second. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, uh, I would advise people to check out. But let's do you have about- a Do you have an early lean in Holland goals versus Patrick Mahomes' touchdown passes? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Man City was playing Aston Villa. Uh, yeah. I, would, I would probably lean Patrick Mahomes. Okay, uh, okay. Harland uh, is in with a shout. Harland coming off the worst game. Uh, of his career uh, for Manchester City, so it probably bounced back. But but Villa, uh, despite a loss as well, I think are uh, playing a bit better under Unai Emery. All right, Drew, first team to call a timeout. Uh, I was a bit surprised by this one. The Eagles are plus 100. The Chiefs are minus 130. I would have thought that, I mean, look, it's a difficult market to price, uh, but I would have thought that, you know, potentially Sirianni for Super Bowl, yeah. uh, that perhaps there might be a bit more scope where it would have been a late pick. But anything that you like uh, like in that market? I, I lean uh, Chiefs just because Sirianni has done such a good job of not wasting his timeouts on the on offense this season. Um, that I And honestly, like he's, he's so analytically inclined and, you know, just in general, like they'll take the, they'll take the delay of game if, you know, if, if they have to. Um, and oh, by the way, like the idea of Andy Reid potentially challenging something that he shouldn't challenge in the first half and losing a timeout because of that, I'm assuming that that counts uh, against the tally there. Um, so I think uh, Chiefs are realistically favored at minus 130. My fare would be a little bit higher than that, but uh, um, it's a fun way to play the play play the uh um you know play the chiefs just in general um you know being a little a little bit more cavalier uh with their uh, with their timeouts and and uh, and challenges in this one so i would go chiefs or pass 
yep, I think that makes sense. Uh, in terms of some other fun ones we've got, we've got position to score the first touchdown with running back, fullback being favored, plus 175, receiver plus 200, tight end plus 300. I don't mind quarterback at plus 600. I suspect that this is another thing that folds in. Mahomes' rushing prop is 19 and a half, which is lower than it would usually be set because of the ankle. I suspect that's something where they might even have him run early just to establish that so that the Eagles have to have to defend against it. Uh, so I think plus 600. And obviously, the Eagles, more than any team in the history of football, if it's, uh, if it's even just second and one at the goal line, if it's a yard to go, they're going to be sending Hurts up the middle. I wouldn't be worried about that even with the injury. I mean, they were doing design runs from the goal line against San Francisco, even with the game well in hand. Anything that you like in terms of position to score first touchdown? No, but the quarterback is where I was kind of going independent of seeing those prices. And now that I've seen those prices, I feel even more significantly that it's that quarterback is a fun one. Uh, way, 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 way too much steam on tight end. That number is wicked hot. Three, plus 300 for the tight end is not anywhere close to fair. That should probably be closer to, uh, you know, in the five to one range. Uh, and, you know, quarterback six to one is not ideal, but um, I think, uh, you know, of those prices, that's the one that really speaks to me. Yeah. I would say the tight ends are just being, well, particularly Kelsey, are being a little overvalued in, in most markets. I think we've talked about it a little bit, but. Like, do not burn your money on Travis Kelsey at 10 to 1 to win Super Bowl MVP. That's just a poison bet. Uh, <laughs> there are some spots. There are some spots where you can bet the no on Kelsey to win MVP. And uh, that, is, yes. that is, I know, sir, uh, a friend personally has, has absolutely unloaded on the no, where it's basically the only thing they're going to be cheering for in Super Bowl. I can't believe you brought this up because I was going to ask you about this off air. Um, there's yes, no markets now that are taking big limits and rebets and uh there's a couple that look pretty good to the no uh kelsey one of them kelsey's the best one because the thing is is that you know people talking about the brother narrative how about the narrative of patrick mahomes playing on one leg uh, that is going to give him a buffer where i mean he didn't deserve well i would argue he probably deserves mvp of every game that he plays and they win just because mm-hmm. of what he means to the offense yeah. but i mean the fact that damian williams didn't win against San Francisco with his stat line versus Mahomes. Mahomes had a pretty bad game up until the fourth quarter. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that like Mahomes might only need you know, 215 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, and if they win the game, that's almost unbeatable, I would say, yeah. unless, unless Kelsey gets both of the touchdowns <laughs> and more than 50% of his yards. Uh, I just don't think there's a path. Um, the, actually, the path that ha- is even crazier than that. Mahomes has to throw no touchdowns. All of the Chiefs' touchdowns come on the ground, except for one, which is thrown by Travis Kelsey. Uh, and you know, at that at that point, if he is the only uh, if he's the only player who, on some sort of trick wild play that he has thrown the touchdown to Kadarius Tony or something wild like that, um, then uh, you know you could probably get a better price than you're going to get on his MVP price. <laughs> so uh, yeah, fun way. I think there's some uh, some 60 to 1 on Pacheco that's around. I don't mind that just because at least his stats are independent of Mahomes's and I don't I don't think there's a big gap in terms of win likelihood between Kelsey MVP and Pacheco MVP because at least Pacheco is going to produce stats in isolation a bit more. All right, let's talk about some other uh, of these props. Now, the opening kickoff to be a touchback uh, is a popular one every year. Uh, the yes is steamed significantly. Now it's minus 185. The no is plus 140 on points bet. I think that was more like, 
I want to say it was like minus 130 at some point. Uh, yeah. The thing is, with these props, they steam so aggressively because in the regular season, you can have markets that just sit up there kind of poorly priced up until a couple hours before game time because people aren't really focused on them. But now, I mean, people, they jump all over them pretty quickly. Uh, are there any other kind of obscure props, Drew, that you're looking at? Well, I was kind of surprised that after last year's so much, so much was made about the special ball they use for the first kickoff and about how it's harder and shinier and they don't let them break it in the same way they do for the other kickoff balls. Uh, and yeah, this is this price reflects perfectly what you've seen statistically from both of these kickers over the balance of the season um, with the 50-50 weight of who gets to kick off first. Um, but the idea of, you know, the ball being a little tougher and, you know, just not quite getting as much distance on it, I think is real. So I would take a uh, uh, touchback no uh, on the first kickoff at that price just because yep. of, there's potential. Um, the, um, the other fun ones that really... Uh, kind of stood out to me that uh, I, you know, I, I personally think uh, a long field goal by the Eagles is very unlikely. Um, you know, there's so much uh, signal now on what Sirianni wants to do. If they're in like long field goal territory versus going for it on a fourth down, you're going to get a go for it on fourth down, even if it's like fourth and five. I think they're more inclined to go for it than they are uh, to kick a, a 50 plus yarder. So Butker having the longest field goal, I think, is very, very live. Uh, and then uh, the longest punts, I thought, were pretty interesting, too. You have a pretty controlled environment here. Uh, thin air didn't uh, appear in the desert. Uh, and longest punt markets are kind of in like the 54, 56 and a half range. And I think both of those could definitely get over as you have. Uh, pretty good special teams units taking the field. Yep, that's an interesting one. I think as well there's a market on points bet of will either team convert a fourth down in their own territory, uh, the yes being plus 115, the no being minus 150. Now, it's a difficult market to price because on face value, my immediate reaction was, well, Sirianni is very likely to go for it on fourth down should it present itself in its own in his own territory just with recognizing that he's going to have to score to keep up with Mahomes or if it's fourth and one from the 44, then, you know, he's smart enough to know that, yeah, you should probably go for it. At the same time, it's kind of difficult to get the, the uh, to, just to be able to be, to be facing the fourth down, first of all, and then to be short enough to go for it. Is there anything that you like at those prices? I think almost certainly I would take yes, that there's going to be a first down attempted and converted in your in each team's own territory is perfectly fine to play both of those. You could see both of those. I think uh, also in the two-point conversion market, I would go full on that uh, you're going to see two-point conversion in this game. And, um, you know, the the one that I'm the most excited about, obviously, is if, if, if this turns into a, uh, a tie game and a game situation here and, you know, the Eagles or, or the Chiefs, for that matter, score the touchdown late um, – I really feel like both head coaches are going to be pretty highly incentivized to go for two in that situation instead of going to OT uh, just because at that point your defense is going to be, you know, they're going to be on fumes. You're not going to be getting as good of a pass rush. You don't want to see Pat Mahomes with the ball in his hand in, in a sudden death situation. And then even if we get into an overtime and the team scores a touchdown an extra point first, then all of a sudden you have incentive to score a touchdown and go for two. Uh, and so, you know, I think uh, the two point conversion market is a little um, lightly priced uh, considering I think we're almost certainly going to see some uh, attempts in this game and probably some conversion because both of these teams exceptionally good in short yardage like mind-bogglingly good um, and you know the degree to which uh, Chiefs in particular have all of the um, you know all of those wrinkles in their bag uh, you know you're going to see the trick plays you're going to see fun innovative ways and uh, you know I think you're going to see a two-point conversion in this game. 
I like that. All right, let's hit one more promo and then get in some other novelty props. A reminder, we'll have live coverage from the Super Bowl in Arizona all week on Peacock. Our daily lineup starts off with Dan Patrick at 9 a.m. Eastern, followed by the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, which I'm on with Matthew Berry at 12 p.m. Eastern. We've had some incredible guests past couple of days. We've had Mark Andrews uh, yesterday. Today we had... My man, Drew, Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Uh, as well as uh, legends, Sean Alexander, Chris Sims. Tomorrow, we've got Brian Robinson, Josh Jacobs, among a cast of superstars. Uh, and then that's followed by PFT Live, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And then Brother from Another closes us out from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern with Michael Smith and Michael Holly. Uh, and if you don't catch it live, you can always check out the audio version wherever you download and subscribe to your podcasts. Now, just on, by the way, quickly, on the Jonathan Taylor and Sean Alexander thing, notice the troubling trend, Drew. Well, we'll see if it's oh. troubling, but every single person who has played in the NFL that I've spoken to about this game has picked the Eagles to win oh, good. on the basis uh, of, of offensive line and defensive line play. And uh, every, everyone like me... You, other people who haven't played in the NFL, but uh, analyze the game and leaning Chiefs. So I don't know. I'm not sure how much that means, um, but that is just one thing where it's, you know, the first thing I think of in this game is Patrick Mahomes. And it seems like the first thing that, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor and others think of is, uh, you know, Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey and the fact that the Eagles, you know, they are going to dominate uh, at the line of scrimmage. And that's probably one thing that we maybe haven't focused on enough that I, like, the Chiefs aren't going to be able to stop the run. And it's just a matter of how much that matters. But uh, you got, are you concerned about the imbalance uh, on the lines? A little bit. But again, the way I look at it is if you're, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the imbalance on the line is not going to matter as much, I don't think, in the early part of the game. Because your defense with two weeks of rest is just going to be shot out of a cannon. Right. They are going to be making tackles flying all over the field. Like the idea that you're going to get, you know, big time, big chunk yards on the ground uh, early in this game. I'm just I, I don't care how good their offensive line is. I don't I don't think that's happening. Um, what that would set up then eventually is a long third down. And on a long third down, I love the Chiefs defense ability to come away with uh, come up with some sort of, um, uh, you know, just innovative blitz. That's what Spags does uh, zone blitz that uh, just, you know, kind of. Catches uh, catches hurts in his tracks, and uh, and you're you're probably going to get some punts early as opposed to just efficient offense. Um, and then you know by the time that I would tilt the balance in favor of the offensive line in the running game, it may be too late for the Eagles. So um, that's kind of where my head is at with that sort of specific matchup. And um, and the other thing that I think is worth kind of zeroing in on, this is a big step up for the Chiefs D line, right? Like the most recent time we saw them, they were against the, you know, the little sisters of the poor for Kansas City. And now they got to go up against the best offensive line in the league. And that is a little concerning. So the idea that Hertz is going to be under significant pressure in this game outside of the, you know, exotic blitzes that we just mentioned, I don't think it's very likely. So you really are counting on Hertz just not being quite as accurate as he was in the early part of the season. Uh, And then. But the flip side is true, which is people have looked at what the Eagles did last time out against the Niners, and they're ascribing that to like, man, we scored 31 points against the best defense in the NFL. Guys, are we really thinking that the Niners in their state last two weeks ago were the best defense in the NFL? Like they were getting gashed by the Seahawks. They were getting gashed by um, the uh, the 
Raiders and the Commanders at the end of the season, like that team was not the same as the, you know, sort of the peak Niners defense we saw towards the middle and, you know, two later two thirds of the season. And oh, by the way, the Chiefs, when they went up against the Niners defense, they made it look easy. The Eagles did not make it look easy. They needed a turnover and a short field at the end of that first half to put, uh, you know, to put enough space between them and the, and the Niners to get the Niners to quit, really. Um, and so, you know, I think people are in general succumbing to recency bias about how good the Eagles' offensive line looked against the Niners team that kind of quit in the second half uh, at home by the way. Uh, and now in a neutral situation against uh, what I think I would, you know, I, I would grade what we've seen from the Chiefs over the final quarter of the season uh, as a better defensive effort and just better defensive scheme and, you know, a more complete uh, defense than even what we saw from the Niners over the final quarter. Is that crazy? Or, you know, I mean, we talked a lot about how the Niners defense was overrated. I, I just feel like that's part of the equation here. Yeah, well, I think the Niners had one clear weakness on defense, which was, uh, yeah, we'll continue with the Parisian pronunciation of Yomiro Lenoir. <laughs> Lenoir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lenoir, as he goes by. Uh, Lenoir to me. Uh, but I think the Eagles game, like, they just they just let go of the rope. The penalties yeah. started to get a little insane. And, and I think you just can't, it's difficult to price in when you just, you know that you're not going to win the game. Like, you just know that you're not going to win the game with Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Uh, so I do think that, that it just got out of hand. It just wasn't a real game of football after the first quarter. So, yeah, and yeah, I, I don't think there's too much that can be read into that. Outside of Jalen Hurst not looking great in the passing game, despite um, despite what was going on. Let's uh, close out by talking about some of these uh, more novelty props outside of uh, the field of play for the most part. Uh, who will be shown first during the national anthem? Patrick Mahomes minus 160. Jalen Hurts plus 120. Yeah, that should be like minus 250. <laughs> I mean, there's the, unless unless they are planning some much longer shot where they're capturing Mahomes singing some well-known part of the national anthem, uh, you know, they, the idea that they would go with the lesser known of the two quarterbacks first is kind of crazy to me. Um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't have any inside knowledge about what the Fox broadcast intends to do here, but um, yeah, this, uh, this actually, would you believe it or not this open like minus minus one thirty for Mahomes? Okay. Uh, this has gotten smacked a little bit and I think in the right direction and, but I don't think far enough. Yep. No, I like that. Andy Reid, same price, and Nick Sirianni, same price. I'd say there's more chance of Sirianni than Hertz being shown just because Reid isn't as you know popular and massive a figure to uh, the global audience as Patrick Mahomes is. So I think that that might be more of an angle if you like Philadelphia to be shown first in a way. The color of Patrick Mahomes' is headband, Ooh. white, minus 400, red, plus 200, black, plus 700. I don't mind... Red. I don't mind wearing white, right? I don't mind red at all. Yeah, you want. Yeah, you want a. You want a little accent to go along with your white jerseys. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes is a big fashion guy. I like red there. Plus two hundred. Have you got any mail on the Gatorade? Uh, well, I mean, the, the handicap was pretty straightforward that, uh, Eagles used lemon lime when they beat the Patriots chiefs used orange when they beat the, the, uh, Niners. Uh, and I think there are enough big body kind of old leaders like the Fletcher Coxes and the Lane Johnsons of the world. 
they don't want you changing the Gatorade color. Like we're, you know, we're, we're superstitious. We're using yellow again. Uh, and to that same degree, uh, you know, the Chris Joneses and the Travis Kelsey's give us orange again. Uh, we're a little superstitious about this. And so I think, uh, if you like orange, you know, if you like the chiefs, you bet the orange, if you like the Eagles, you bet the, uh, the lemon lime green. Yeah, I like it. And the orange is plus 300, and we think the Chiefs are going to win anyway. So uh, <laughs> it's like the same thing. Why bet Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes plus 135 if you can bet the uh, the Gatorade orange plus 300? Not yeah, really. I mean, we we're, we should be up. We I you know at this point we should be up what uh, several units by the time the anthem is over, and the rest of the game is going to be uh, you know. Just kick your feet up and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, I think I, I, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm going to commit to making a live bet on the Eagles if the Chiefs do go up 10 nothing, like Ryan Leaf kind of laid out there. Um, but I think you're, you, you were a bookmaker. What kind of price would you fire on Eagles to cover Chiefs' exposure if this is, game is getting out of control early? But it is four quarters of football. Yeah, I, I go the other way. I think that if – You're I, playing I, the under? Well, well, you're live under if this is Chiefs get, get out to the double, double down on the Chiefs with a 10 nothing lead. I think it is a real thing, Hurts playing from behind. His EPA per play playing from behind versus playing from in front is like outlier bad, that differential. And I think that if he's down 10 nothing, I think that's a real problem uh, in a way that is maybe more accentuated than it would be for a normal one-and-a-half-point pregame favorite. So, I mean, also, I'm on the Chiefs for a lot. It's not the, the amount of money where I need to get out of this of position and uh, lock in some some Eagles profit. But uh, yeah, I, I, if it's ten nothing Chiefs, I'm not going to be rushing to live bet the Eagles. I'm just going to be fist pumping uh, my my daughters, I guess. So I'm going to be watching the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but uh, what, what we, do you think? Yeah, it's going to be a bet if the Eagles get out to you know plus two fifty live. I'm going to cover some exposure if we see five to one. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. I'm not a, yeah, I don't like to. Uh, I, I I don't I don't go into games targeting hedges. I'm largely just. I bet the Bengals against the Chiefs because uh, well, the game was, was over. <laughs> it looked like well, it was over. In a way, it was to cover my position, but more as I thought it was a good bet because I didn't think the market was accounting for the fact that the Chiefs had no wide receivers left. Yeah. So right. if a similar situation arrives, and I'll bet the Eagles, but otherwise, uh, I won't be going out of my way to do so. All right, we are done. Don't forget to check out the NBC Sports Edge com website for more information to help you with your wages thanks to those watching on the NBC sports youtube channel please remember to subscribe and rate us if you're listening to us in podcast form from jay croucher and drew dinsick we'll be back tomorrow remember the thai cave rescue what about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. 
Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.